0: Business growth show. I'm your host, Sam Dunning, co owner over at webchoiceuk.com. And today I'm joined by returning guest, Danny Levy. Danny is the managing director of WBR, APAC region. He's also host and founder of Digital Transformation and Leadership Podcast. Danny, welcome back to the show, Square. How are you doing? Yes, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? All good on this end, man. All yeah. And looking forward to today's topic. It's yeah. all about how you can get the right things done to keep your business growing. I think it's something probably a lot of us, especially me, struggle with when it comes to faffing around, procrastinating, kind of putting those important tasks to one side and just thinking I'd rather mess about on LinkedIn or Facebook or I'd rather send this email or I'd rather check this first or rather manage a project. Putting everything aside rather than things that actually are going to move the needle and grow revenue, grow your business. So I think it's going to be useful for me and everyone tuning in. Um so yeah, I'd love to, love to jump straight in. And perhaps before we kind of talk, because I know you've got three main segments we want to split this up, dude, but yep. perhaps before we get to that, perhaps we should just start up with a teed up question. Why is it so important that we need to kind of get the right things done
1: and manage our time? It's, I think it's, it's one of the most important things you can do no matter what level of the organization you're in. So whether you're kind of an entry level person, maybe mid-level, uh, at the top of the organization, I think always thinking around what are the things that I really need to be doing in the week, um, in the month, in the quarter um, that are actually going to move the needle and what are the things that only I can do and what's the stuff that actually I don't need to be doing and what can I delegate. So I think that's why it's so important. And we all have the same amount of time in the the day and in the week, but, but I always say not all time is created equal. I like that. It's yeah. it's
0: amazing how sometimes i I'm guilty of it all the time. You can just faff around with bits and pieces, don't know where the time's gone. It's already lunchtime, and then you, you realise well I haven't actually got in my list kind of any of anything I actually wanted to get done, and then you're panicking in the afternoon because you've just
1: been messing around all morning. Yeah, we, we always um we tend to kind of overestimate, I think, um how much time things take. Um, yeah. so you know, we we might schedule a uh, a quick meeting catch up, for example, invite two or three people along to the meeting. Uh, we think it's going to take 20 minutes and it ends up taking an hour. And then all of a sudden you're you're chasing your tail for the rest of the day. And I always think the podcast is a good example as well, because when you get people onto the podcast, a lot of the time if someone hasn't done a podcast before, they think that they're going to need 15, 20 questions to fill an hour. But in reality all you need is a few points and the and the conversation can quickly flow and get away from you. Oh, so yeah, yeah I'd yeah. always say over your time because things tend to take a lot longer than you than you think they will.
0: That's a great tip. Well, let's jump straight into it. How can we maximize our time? How can we ensure that we are getting the most bang for our buck when it comes to our time and structure and, and managing our days?
1: Yeah, so, so like you said, thanks Sam. So um, I've got three points I'll talk around just around kind of how you can get the right things done. Um, You want to be the kind of most impactful person you can be in work and these are just three points that have that have helped me in my career so i just wanted to share so that the first one is around how you can get the most out of your time so i think we started to touch on it there a bit Um, but like i said i mean we've all got the same amount of hours in the day in the week um one one thing you can do just to get a handle on on your time um is to try and track it so you might want to want to take kind of four weeks, six weeks um, and just plot out where you spend your time to the closest 15 minutes and be okay. as honest as possible with yourself, you know, note it down, it doesn't have to be complicated, you can put it into an Excel yeah. um, and what often happens is the results can be quite surprising because you might schedule in your calendar that you, you know, you're going to be spending 90 minutes on this on this really important piece of work, this deep focus Um or, or you're going to be, you know, in a meeting. But what often happens is over a period of time, you tend to gravitate towards things that you enjoy doing mm. rather than what you need to be doing. Or, you know, like you said before, you jump off um, your kind of work that you've got to be doing. You're on LinkedIn. You're, you're applying to a DM or... That's the um, danger you know, of two screens. <laughs> you've
0: got work on one side. You've got LinkedIn on the other.
1: <laughs> That's it. Very, very difficult, very difficult. And if you go beyond uh, two screens, because a lot of people have two monitors. They've got a phone. You know, they've got other distractions at home so if you if you do this exercise the results can be quite surprising and you might find that you're actually spending your time on stuff that isn't really that important that's that's what i found when i did the exercise so i was spending my time on a lot of activities where actually i could i could train up or i could get other people in the team to do them as well or close to as well as me um and I could then delegate those activities. I wouldn't need to do them anymore. And that would then free me up to, again, like I said before, just to work on stuff that that only I can do, because that's really where you want to be spending most of your time, future opportunities, things that are going to move the needle that only you can do. So it's a really good activity to do just to kind of track your time in the beginning. Um, I really so like I say, that. Fo-
0: yeah. How long did you say that we should do that? And have you got any tips around kind of what we what we should measure. Did you say every 15 minutes you should kind of make a note in
1: an Excel sheet or a doc? Yeah, just an Excel okay, or a doc. Is,
0: this is what I've done.
1: And uh, yeah, just, nice. to, just to the closest 15 minutes. I mean, generally for about a six-week period. Yeah. But if you do it for a four-week period, that's also fine. And great. just see how you get on. I mean, and you can review that at the end of each week because what happens is you might plan out your calendar for the following week and it might yeah. look great on paper, in reality that's just not how you're spending your time so if you do this exercise actually it'll make you quite self-aware of what you are doing and what you're not doing and then kind of be able to reorganize and prioritize uh based on that
0: i already know if i start this i'm, I'm gonna there's gonna be some worrying results it'll be like <laughs> se- send email manage project yeah. tell dog to shut up check link yeah <laughs> <to
1: send email. laughs>
0: the, the important that's thing
1: simple. is that the important thing is 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 that you are honest with yourself yeah i mean and and only you really need to look at it as well right you don't need to share that with all your colleagues and and friends but you need to look at it and and then you could share it with your manager and and discuss that and your manager could help you kind of get back on track um but they don't have to and it just it just again kind of lets you kind of be a more impactful person as i mentioned in the beginning that's a really really good exercise
0: it is what i like about it is it's it's universal right because it doesn't apply to sales marketing leadership whatever because everyone well not everyone but most people are probably guilty of procrastinating or doing things that they don't necessarily need to do and like you mentioned just then focus on kind of what you can only do what you're going to do best and outsource the rest as the old saying goes so really really like that and I suppose did it happen with you that kind of a few days in you thought I can cut this out and then as as time went on you you kind of sharpened up your time and realized kind of what you could do well, what you could allocate to other people and just just got, I guess, bet-
1: better and better use of your time.
0: That's it. Yeah. And,
1: and, and you will be you'll find that you're actually spending your time on a lot of things that aren't even in your calendar. So it might be, you know, proofing documentation or reviewing agendas. A lot of the time what happens to me is that um, I'll get work that will just kind of get put on my plate during the day. Yeah. Um And again, you can do it. I mean, your, your your schedule should be flexible. You should be able to move things around. Mm-hmm. But the core activities, the stuff that you really need to be focusing on the or the essential meetings, that's kind of non-negotiable. So again, yeah. by doing this exercise, you can also see how reactive you are. So if you're a kind of super yeah. reactive person that says yes to everything, and we'll come to this later, but if you say yes yeah. to everything, uh, or just kind of trying to put out fires or, or deal with urgent stuff or please people. A lot of people want to please everyone else, right? So, okay, I've got this request from this department. They say it's urgent. I must do it now. And again, by doing this exercise, you can see how much stuff you're putting in and, and how that's actually potentially holding you back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, that's the trouble, isn't it? Sometimes in the heat of the moment, it's really easy to react to emails that are coming, tasks that are coming in. Even if you've got this high priority task, you know you've got to get done. And um, is that something you want to talk about now, Danny, or is there a bit more we need to chat about in terms of kind of managing time? And
1: uh, Well, I've got a few more points. So um, like I was going to say, I was just going to say. So one good thing to ask yourself when you get a request is what would happen if I didn't do this and uh, which of these activities could be better done by somebody else? So okay. I would always try and ask yourself those two questions yeah um when you are plotting out work for for the week um, when urgent requests are coming in or just requests in general um, and the worst way to allocate your time which I, I popped this on LinkedIn yesterday yep. is in 15 minute blocks so when you're allocating your time you know you really need to avoid putting in anything to work on anything for 15 minutes or if you're working on something and a request comes in, um, if you can't do it then and there, and by then and there, I mean, like, if you can't actually deal with it within kind of 60 to 90 seconds, um, you should be kind of plotting that out for, for the next week or or putting that into your schedule to plan out at a, a later date. Um, you don't want to jump off things that need your full attention and onto other work. Um, or or you're just putting your schedule together and you, you're under allocating time that you need for things. So you're you're only plotting, say, 15 to 30 minutes for something that actually is going to take you an hour and a half, two hours. That, again, is a really good way to get very stressed out um, and, you know, find that you're working into the evenings or you haven't finished all the work for the week. And then you just you end up end the week or the day feeling miserable. Mm -hmm. So so don't do that. Um, And the last thing just around time, I I always say is, is get really comfortable saying no to requests. So um, most of the time, internal requests um, are non-urgent, but they'll seem urgent in the moment. Yeah. So, so people will ask you to do things. And, and what I always do, and I recommend this to other people, is to kind of push back in a nice way and say, you know, at the moment, I'm, I'm really busy. Uh, I'm working on something, but I can get to this at four o'clock today, or I could get to this at, at two o'clock tomorrow. And what often happens is when you push back like that, the person goes away and actually solves it themselves. So you don't need to work on it at all. Um, It might not happen. You might have to work on it later. Um, But that's just a really good way to kind of make sure that your own work gets done and you're kind of pushing back in a nice way. And you are saying that you'll get to it. It's not that it's not important. It's just that you can't get to it in that moment. So So kind of get comfortable saying, no, the worst thing you can do is, say yes to everything then everyone gets used to you saying yes to everything and what happens is they'll just push more and more work onto your plate and and you'll never be able to focus on your own key activities yeah um and for external requests the last thing so for example things like today right you said would you come on the podcast and i said yeah sure i'll come on the podcast and it's great to be invited on um and I will say yes to some opportunities. But to be honest with you, I say no to about 95% of external requests. And that's just because it's very tempting to say yes to things. It could look like a great opportunity. You know, you can be on a podcast or speak on a webinar, um, go to an event, um, have lunch with somebody. But again, yeah. just make sure that by saying yes to things, you're not pulling yourself away from your core activities, your key priorities, what's actually gonna move the needle and what you're accountable for. Because again, if you say yes to too many things that look great on the surface without going too deep or um, you just you just wanna say yes, you know, again, the end of the week, at the end of the day, you're gonna feel really stressed out because you haven't done what you're accountable for and your line manager, whoever that is, isn't really gonna care if you are on a podcast or not. They're just gonna care have you done what you're accountable for in the week? Exactly. Some great points. Yeah. So kind of tracking back a
0: bit to the second point, understanding kind of which can be done better by someone else. So essentially we're saying if if the job can be done in 60 to 90 seconds, just do it there and then. Otherwise, yeah. if it's going to take a bit more of your time, basically plan out when makes sense to do it in your calendar, book some yeah. time in the future, rather than faffing around, taking your time away from something you need to get done. That's
1: perhaps high priority now
0: and distracting yourself. Just plan it in in advance
1: yeah I'm going to go through that in the next point but yeah there's a there's something I do in terms of how I allocate that and how I plan that out for the following week awesome okay
0: and then getting comfortable saying no this is this is something I've certainly learned the hard way because I remember when we started the podcast I was stretching myself thin trying to Mm. do kind of three or four episodes a week and then it was affecting work it was affecting sales and I thought there's nowhere I can go on I'm going to keep it to kind of one or two max and since then I'm less stressed out I can get more done and it just makes everything easier and I was exactly the same on external requests because I mean us to being kind of quite active on LinkedIn and doing quite a lot of shows ourselves we're fortunate enough that we regularly get invited onto other shows but like you said I, I had to almost become I guess it's a bit selfish I had to think is this podcast mm. actually going to help our business I is it relevant yep. to marketing if it's not I'm gonna have to say thanks very much for the opportunity really appreciate it but right now, we're, we're too busy with X, Y, Z. Um, perhaps we can kind of chat again in the future or discuss something else. So understanding yeah, is a, actually, a really
1: simple question is, is, does this activity positively or have an impact on revenue? If it, doesn't word, impact, it? if it doesn't impact revenue, then you should really question on why you're working on that activity. Yeah, I love yeah. that.
0: I love that. And that, that could apply to anything really, couldn't it? In terms of prioritization, I guess.
1: It really can. Yeah. I mean, not everything will be very obvious, but you know, it should have a knock-on effect or, or contribute indirectly. Um, especially if you're not in a kind of sales role, but, um, it's a, it's a great question to ask yourself. And then a lot of the time that will help you with your prioritization. Yeah. Brilliant stuff.
0: Cool. All right. Well, some, some great three points there. So coming up next, is that prioritization that we're talking about?
1: That's the one that is the one. So if you if you get all those points down from the, the time management, getting the most out of your time, next comes um, how you can plan out your time for the following week. So hopefully you're, you're self-aware, you've done that exercise, you know where you're spending your time, um, you've decided you're not going to allocate activities in 15-minute blocks, you're comfortable saying no. So you've got a really good handle on things. So um, the the thing I always do and recommend other people do is Um, Start with your most important activity. So if you're in sales, um, you know that every day you need to be on the phone for at least, say, 90 minutes in the morning and 90 minutes in the afternoon. So that should be the first thing that gets allocated onto your calendar for the week, that prospecting time. Um, And then around that prospecting time, you you probably know you've got to kind of sort your data, uh, make sure you've got your your call uh, list ready to go. Um, you've got to work on admin and emails. You might need to update the CRM, respond to customer inquiries. You've got meetings that need to get plotted in. But the very first thing you know needs to go in is that prospecting time because if you don't allocate that prospecting time, you know, you're not going to move the needle in terms of pipeline, moving deals forward, blowing deals out, getting new deals in there. Um, And that's all the the key stuff that when you kind of come to sit down with your with your manager that they're gonna be looking at. They're gonna be going through your pipeline in the CRM, looking at which deals have moved forward, the forecast. So it's just having that awareness. And then around that, that kind of core time, you might wanna over allocate time is why I sometimes suggest people do that, but um, that is sacred. That time is absolutely sacred. So um, during that time, you should be switching off any distractions, any notifications, just to make sure that gets done. Yep. As I say, then then hopefully you can prioritize with the other activities. We've done what I've mentioned around those key activities. Um, uh, if you're like me and you have a lot going on, one thing I do, um, I'm not making too many sales calls these days, but um, one thing I do is I plan my week out by themes. So I find this okay. quite helpful because I'm in a, a leadership role. So okay. for me, um I have a lot of one-to-one meetings and a lot of team meetings in the week. So what I find helpful is, is I only schedule the, the meetings and the one-to-ones on certain days. So, for example, on um, on Wednesdays and Fridays, I have the most of my team meetings. So I know on those days I can you know, talk to people, come up with strategy, have one-to-ones. It's a lot of talking and back and forth. I'm actually a little bit more introverted. So I find these days more tiring. So I find it better just to get them out the way in one go. And then um, on other days, I have my kind of deep focus days, my knowledge work days. Um, And on these days, so so again, that would be for me kind of Monday and and Thursdays generally. Um, These are days I can plot out kind of work or scheduling or strategy documents I need to work on that will take me several hours. And I know during these days, it's unlikely that I'm going to have to get on a call so I can really focus. Um, and then on Tuesdays, I'll, I'll schedule kind of external client conversations, a podcast, any opportunities I've got that are external. And planning out the week like that just helps you kind of allocate activities. Also, for me personally, lowers my stress because when I look across the week, yeah. I know which days to kind of expect things. Yeah. Uh, and I'm quite structured like that. So that works really well for me. And then the last thing you might wanna consider is um, when you're at your most productive. So generally, a lot of people are better in the morning. Sure. So if you're better in the morning, you know, you're, you're kind of firing on all cylinders, you've had your coffee, get get the worst activity out of the way first. I think you put that up on LinkedIn yesterday um, on the post I did, but um, you know, get the most difficult, most important things out of the way first. Um, And then also, if you've got to work on a document that's going to take up, you know, a lot of your thought process and take you quite a bit of time, it's better to put that first thing in the morning. If you're a morning person, get that out of the way. Don't schedule it, you know, at 2 p.m. after you've been out for a huge slap up lunch. And then you fall asleep at your desk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, again, you know, that's that's really important. And then what, what I always recommend is if you're just doing this for the first time, and you're not sure that you're actually planning out your week in the right way, uh, something simple that you can do is just take a print screen of your calendar once you've plotted everything out and just show that to your manager, to your line manager, and just get their blessing that actually, yeah, you prioritized in the right way, that you're working on all the right stuff. Uh, by doing that, it lowers your stress levels. Um, you know you've planned out things correctly. And if you haven't, they can help you reorganize. Uh, And they might actually, what you might find is that actually you might be working on things over stuff that's a higher priority that actually the manager can do for you. They can take that off your plate. So that's a really good, that's a really good activity. And then the very last, the the very last, yeah, before you get to that,
0: yeah, what that, that's okay. If you're a rep and you've got a manager, what if you're a business owner, is it just learn by, learn by testing, learn what works, what doesn't, or if you're in a leadership position and you, you're perhaps top of the food chain um that's not the best way of putting it, so excuse me but let's um let's say you are running the business you're yeah. running a leadership team what what do you do then do you just to kind of follow these best practices and then test what works and kind of build a schedule
1: around kind of what you feels yeah i mean results i mean ge- generally in a lot of companies you would have probably anyway um risen up the ranks i guess so you might yeah. have already done this as you were moving up um hopefully you're also helping your team to do this so you can kind of be discussing with them looking at their schedules um that helps you see that everyone's on track um if you're a very small company um say there's only one or two of you just show it to your co-founder or who the other manager is and just discuss it um there's always somebody you can normally bounce it off and if there really really isn't um yeah, just the old trial and error. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll quickly see if you're, if you're spending your time on the right things or not. Makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Okay, sweet. I, think, yeah, th- I had one more point, though. You just cut me off just short and, uh, <laughs> under prioritization. The last thing I was going to say was um, uh, when you're planning out your week, you won't be able to get to everything. It just won't happen, and there'll be lots of things that pop up during the week, like we said before, um, that you can't deal with instantly. You can't fit it in. You know it's important, it's not urgent. That's always where you should be spending the bulk of your time, on things that are important, not urgent. Um, I just have a, a, a calendar block on a Friday, um, which is an hour where I plan out the following week, and I just drag everything into that that calendar reminder that I can't get to. And then when you come to plot out your next week, you open that up and all the things that have come up are in there, and then you can include that in next week's planning.
0: What's your, I want to dive into a couple of those uh, points in a bit more detail. What's your thoughts on planning a week out on a Sunday or a weekend in general?
1: Like your week um, I think that's fine. I, I, I personally don't um, work at the weekends, try to avoid it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can do this activity on a Sunday. If you, if you find that you're better logging in on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday evening when the kids have gone to bed, then yeah. you can look at the calendar invite on the sunday and then plot out the following week i I try and do it on a friday around four to five o'clock my time uh and then just plot out the following week there
0: yeah i guess it's about what what works for you i mean the reason i ask is because that's that's where i do it is some some afternoons i have to finish a bit early with the little one so um it makes sense but i guess it's ultimately about like you say whether it works for you doing it on friday because you want to there's no there's no right
1: or wrong i mean as long as you're getting it in there and and it works for you then do it your way nice
0: Cool. So yeah, some some great stuff there in terms of like if you're a sales rep, making sure you you do I guess the most painful thing first really, which is if you're prospecting, that might be cold calling, cold emailing, starting some new conversations, getting some sales pipeline in your CRM. And then I mean I've got an example of this yesterday. There was an audit that I was putting off and off and off, needed to do this week. Mm. Thought, right, that's it. I'm gonna do it first thing Monday morning. Took me a couple hours to get done, do the video recording, do the documentation. But once i done it, I thought Thank god that's done. I feel so much better now. I can just crack on with the other kind of sales tasks, project management tasks, website tasks I need to do. Just just was on a high, whereas i have been <laughs> dreading it for so long. Got it done and it's like it wasn't that bad. It was actually easy. Um Yeah. It's just weird how your mind plays these tricks on you, isn't it? And you want to put it off and off and off. It's just a yeah, I mean, I, thing.
1: I obviously have the luxury of working for a company where these these activities are managed by different departments but you're a small business owner and you've got to take this on yourself that's it and then again i suppose it's it's knowing what your
0: teammates can help you out with and what is going to be the best use of your own time and putting that into thinking
1: too that's it i mean you should always know the strengths of the team and then you should hopefully play to those strengths and be able to delegate the activities that you know people can do well or do better than you yeah
0: cool like it um, and I think we're going to wrap up with just some tips you've got for us in terms of running effective meetings.
1: Yeah. So the, the last one, the last thing that I think takes up a lot of time in the week, huge amount of time is meetings. Um, yep. definitely internal meetings, external meetings as well, but internal meetings are the, are the main ones. Um, most meetings are a complete waste of time. I think, Yeah, uh, they're just, a lot of them just don't need to happen. Um, Yep. So before the meeting even starts, um, I'd always ask yourself if you really need to have it. Um, mm-hmm. And the more people in the meeting, the bigger time investment it is for the company. So you mm-hmm. might just schedule a one hour meeting. But if there's five people in that meeting, it's five hours because there's five people there. So it's a it's a big time investment. So just just make sure it's really needed. And generally, you want to you want to know when you have a meeting, it's like, do you need to make a decision on something? Um, do you need to make sure that you're on the right track? Are you checking back in? If you're not, and it's not a one-to-one, then yeah, really question whether you're having the meeting. A lot of meetings could just be a phone call or an email. Yeah, agree. Yeah, (laughs) so... Definitely
0: agree. Um, It's like all these kind of spam LinkedIn or emails you get just saying, can we hop on a 60-minute call with no context? Um, But is there a checklist that you've got, Danny, or something you run to say whether a meeting, a Zoom call, a phone
1: call is actually worth setting up or not? Um, well, with, a, with an external meeting, especially if it's, a, if it's a sales meeting, I think being able to disqualify before you go into the, into the call, into the meetings, always really important, especially if it's an inbound inquiry. Yep. You'll get a lot of people inbound that don't really know what they want. They don't know about your services. They don't know how much you charge. So I think yep. being armed with kind of just a kind of a key value proposition and checklist of what to expect if they get in a call with you or on a meeting. So you can disqualify without having to do that on a call. That, that will save you a ton of time. And internally, like like I said, internally, I think if you're going to have a meeting, it's it's because you want to make a decision on something. Um or you know, you're you're moving in a new direction, or you just need to inform people internally on a new update, a new strategy, a new change of direction. Yeah. If if these things aren't clear, then again, just, just question the need to have the meeting. Um yeah. and if you if you do decide you want to have a meeting, um what I would always say is make sure there's an agenda. Definitely. Uh, even if there's just if if it's a one-to-one, uh still have an agenda. If it's a group meeting, have an agenda um, and just share the agenda in advance. Um, You want to get everyone on the same page. And a lot of the time in the agenda, there's kind of key points and numbers that can be included in the agenda ahead of the meeting. Because often what happens is there's no agenda. You go into the meeting and then everyone's asking for all this key data for the first 20 minutes of the meeting. So that actually prevents you from actually being able to have the strategy discussion that you want. So just make sure you've got all of that information up front. Yeah. So that when you get into the meeting, you know, the, the, the key thing in the meeting is that everyone can voice their opinion. You can understand where all the different departments are coming from. Uh and if there's any kind of problems or challenges, you can collaboratively discuss how you're going to overcome those. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good stuff. So yeah. I like, I like the one on inbound sales leads. Cause like you said, I've, mm. I've been guilty of that in the past, just getting an inquiry. doesn't matter where it's from a phone call, email, through the website or through LinkedIn or through any other channel. Um, and they say, look, can we get on a call? But quite a lot of large percentage of the time that call won't be worth your time because like you say, the prospect might be, might not be qualified to work with you or vice versa. So just yeah. asking them a few questions. I can you give me a snapshot of exactly what you're looking for. Can you give me an idea of the budget, the timeline, and that That's way you've it. got a few sentences. And it might be that their budget's too low or their project isn't something you can help with. And that just saves you 30, 40, 50 minutes on a, on a call.
1: Um, yeah, just, just learn the yeah. hard way on that. And yeah, when I, when I first started out in sales, it's so exciting when you get an inbound lead. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I've got a lead. Great. <laughs> and you, and you'll, right get, you'll, get, you'll get on that call and you, you don't, you don't um, disqualify early. You don't qualify and you you go through your entire sales process for 40 minutes, 50 minutes, like you said. And then at the end, you realize it's not a fit and they don't have yeah. the money and they're not the decision maker. Yeah. Um, and you know, you've wasted a huge chunk of your day uh, where you could have been prospecting or talking to people that are a fit. So yeah, you, you've you got to be very careful about that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Jumping on a cool for cool sake is something I'm, I'm definitely against. I mean, obviously if there's, they're a good fit and great, if not, then, perhaps reconsider it and yeah finally the agenda very very good again i've been in the past it's a similar kind of thing you jump on calls and especially if it's doesn't matter if it's internal or external everyone wants to have their own say and kind of voice their opinion whereas if you like you quite rightly said put in a kind of few key bullet points of what you're going to discuss how long the meeting is going to be and then before you can perhaps set up an email thread saying can everyone chime in with what they want to cover on this meeting yeah um if you don't put it by this date then i'll assume you don't want to cover anything um, which is good because then they're too late to get, get their two pence in. And then you can, yeah, keep it to a set amount of time and make sure
1: everything's covered rather than wasting yeah. everyone's time and faffing about all day. Yeah. And then the, the other thing with the meetings is as well is like just make sure that you start and end on time. Too many meetings start late, then they run late, then everyone else's day's skewed. Um, you're, you're backtracking on time. So, so try and start and end on time. Um, not all meetings need to be an hour. So, you know, we have a, a stand-up meeting um, with some of the department heads on a, on a Monday morning, first thing. That meeting's yep. 15 minutes. Nice. Just key updates, what's happening in the week, what forecasts are out there. Um, so you know, make sure that you, you don't always need to schedule an hour. That, that just seems to be the default. Oh, we've got a meeting, needs to be an hour. Not the case. Mm. Um, just invite the people that need to be there. Again, often meetings end up with people there that just don't need to be there. They're not contributing, they're not saying anything, they're not adding any value. Um, so think long and hard before you invite people because you know, they've got important things to be getting on with. And if you're on the receiving end of one of these invites and you think, why am I, why am I invited to this meeting? Yeah. Say no, you know, don't, don't just go along to the meeting, do question it, even if it's someone more senior than you. Um, and if you're running a meeting, always make a, a conversation. You know nobody wants to be in meetings where it's just the most senior person kind of turning it into a monologue with everyone you know the whole point of a meeting is to get everyone else's opinion so you know get everyone else's opinion and then um at the end you know you've got all the information you need to to come back and and offer your own advice and then the last thing is just take notes you know make sure you take notes or someone in the meeting takes notes make sure there's action points with the person they're assigned to um, if there's no notes and action points, the meeting may as well never have happened. Um, and then make sure you follow up afterwards, either in the next meeting or if there is no other meeting, make sure you follow up with the people that's been assigned to to make sure it's been done. That's the whole point yeah. of the meeting.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. The fruit is in the follow-up and all that. That's it. <laughs> Good stuff. And they're and I mean, the points. They're the, they're the three points. I think we've covered it all nicely. Um, yeah. Yeah, really, really appreciate the breakdown. Enjoyed the conversation. And as always, thanks very much for coming on and pleasure um, thank you for having me back cheers sir and with that please do tell everyone more about how they can learn from you connect with you a bit about your podcast a bit about the business and the best way to get in touch
1: easiest way to get in touch with me is on linkedin i post most days as you can imagine from this podcast i'm fairly organized with my time so you might see me pop up in the middle of the day my time in singapore and at the end of the day but if you if you send me a dm i'll, I'll get back in touch with you and i uh, i host a podcast i run a podcast called digital transformation and leadership and if you're listening to this you can find it on all the same streaming services be really cool if you check that out nice one dude thanks again thanks sam
0: cool and if you enjoyed the show as always be sure to hit that subscribe button we interview business leaders each and every week and provide actionable tips across marketing sales and growing your sales revenue and with that we should catch you on the next one are you tired of hunting for clients?